Relatively Speaking Podcast with your hosts, Jared Mintz Welcome back Joseph to the Relatively Speaking Podcast. We are recording on Monday, January 30th. I am your co-host, Jared Mintz, and joining me today and every other day that we record this terrific podcast is my partner in rhyme, Joseph Nardone. Joe, how was your weekend, buddy? Uh, it was pretty tremendous. It was probably the greatest weekend ever. You could ask anybody about my weekend. And you know what they tell you, Jared? What would they tell me? That it was the greatest weekend ever. Interesting. Well, I will ask around about your weekend, and hopefully I will get that kind of sentiment. But uh, before we get started, I just want to apologize a little bit. I am kind of sick as a dog right now. I'm about to go to the doctor when we finish recording, and I believe I have bronchitis. So no. if, it sounds, if it sounds like there's a dying dog somewhere on the podcast, it's probably me. So I apologize for the wheezing, and uh, I'll do my best not to cough or sneeze into the microphone. But please bear with us. It's Monday, and everybody's passing around the germs. But, uh, Joe, I'm glad that you responded the way you always do when I ask you how you're doing by mocking the person whose name we've decided not to use very much on this podcast if if we can avoid using it. Because, uh, obviously, you know, we're here to talk about sports and talk about fun stuff. But if you're an American or even if you tune into American news and if you're following us, then I'm imagining you're one of the one of those two things I just listed uh, th- this was a pretty important weekend in our country, and there there was a lot going on politically speaking, but we're not really going to get too into those details as much as we're going to talk about kind of how sports shape that. And, you know, Joe, you and I, we like to talk a lot about sports media and basketball Twitter and, and things along those lines. And one of the more moving things I saw through social media this weekend was the way basketball Twitter, and I'm not doing this to give, you know, a pat on the back or anything like that, but... It's kind of amazing to see something like this was the way basketball Twitter kind of came together and tried to find a way to get people involved in using their influence to get people to to kind of care about these important issues and get people more active. I noticed guys like Nate Jones, Jared Dubin, Ryan Jones from from former Slam fame, Adam Reisinger, even Andrew Hahn of True Hoop was auctioning off a dinner with Zach Harper. These guys were were getting their followers to to make donations to the – to the ACLU, which is, of course, the American Civil Liberties Union, uh, make donations to them over the weekend for opportunities to win some really cool NBA or sports memorabilia. Like I mentioned, Andrew Hahn was auctioning off a, a meal with our own Zach Harper, which I thought was pretty cool. And what it resulted in, and I mean, not to say this is all from basketball Twitter or whatever, but there was a tweet that went out last night at 1036 that said the ACLU received 356,306 online donations, totaling over $24 million this weekend. And it's still going, and guys on basketball Twitter are still putting out more offers and auctioning off more memorabilia. I just think it's really powerful to see Twitter come together, not just to protest, but to raise money, to raise awareness, and do it you know, with the greater good of, this is what we do, this is how we could bring people together, let's bring people together for a greater cause. Joe, did you catch any of this on your timeline over the weekend? Yeah, I did. Um, I think regardless of your, I guess, political belief, um, this is a, I mean, this is a noble thing. If you believe in a cause and you're going to use your celebrity, however big and small, to help that cause, um, albeit this one helping something that's probably unconstitutional become constitutional again, uh, I think that's, I think that's great. Um, I know a lot of people are going to do the stick to sports thing. Uh, this actually does have sports repercussions. Uh, I think there's a lot of college basketball players who are from, not, I don't want to say a lot, but there's 
a good amount of college basketball players that are from the seven banned countries. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, the fallout there. There's two Americans that play abroad who have dual citizenship who aren't legally welcome back now for some reason. I read this morning on USA Today. Well, so, yeah, and there were also – I'm sorry, not, not to step on what you're saying, but there were also guys who play in these countries that have been banned – that were traveling over the weekend that weren't allowed back into those countries to play their professional sports either. Right. It's, and it's complicated because um, I don't know the rules as far. I mean, because a lot of this is obviously going to be over my head. It's just there's going to be NBA players who technically fall into that criteria that fits. So what happens if they go have an away game at Toronto? And, like, are there teams going to be hesitant to send them? So they don't get stuck behind. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's things have gotten scary quick, and I, we we try to avoid the the political stuff. And I don't think this is necessarily just political. Um, it has very real roots in sports because it's going to alter teams on all levels. And yeah, it's uh it's messed up. <laughs> Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of the best way that we could put it without diving too deep into it. It's unconstitutional, as you mentioned, which is why the ACLU is getting involved. And it's just it's it's kind of scary, but you know if there's anything to feel good about, it's the fact that people are coming together and people are calling them out. I mean, you asked me the other day how far away I was from Madison Square Garden. I'm about that far from JFK Airport too, which there was a ton of protesting going on over there and at airports all over the country. So again, without getting too political about it, it's. It's cool to see these sports communities come together and make things not about sports, even though, as you mentioned, sports is going to be impacted by this. So it's not just like you and I are going out of our way to talk about something that has no ramifications on sports. This is all tied in together, and it's it's not just sports. It's our everyday lives. So, you know, everything that we do, even even Hollywood, even, you know, the SAG Awards were over the weekend, and we have the Oscars coming up, and we're finding out that actors who have been nominated for foreign films can't come over to the States to partake in these celebrations. And it's just, it affects everything that's going on in the world. So it's, it's kind of impossible to avoid talking about. Yeah. Um, man, this is tough to, to, it is tough to discuss without discussing the, the political ramifications, but um, props to Canada, I guess, for taking in everybody that's been denied access to our country. Um, the scary part here is the green card visa thing where you're actually legally allowed in the country and those rights have been taken away. Right. But and now there needs to be another vetting process after the already vetting process that's occurred. Yeah. They're vetting a baby. Well, this morning I read that they were vetting a baby. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, that's kind of absurd. Um, I do think we should move on though, because I, I, I don't know if we can talk about this more without going. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And Absolutely. I don't want to alienate any of our listeners, but this is unconstitutional. For sure. All right. With that said, Joe, let's get Seal back in and do some bad tweets. Seal, make your money. Prime MJ means with the side of some racism. Many hot takes. Some of them. Bad tweets. All right. So our first bad tweet kind of hitches to what we were just talking about and it's from former major league baseball player aubrey huff who's at aubrey underscore huff the tweet has since been deleted but fortunately for me i kept it open in a tab and it's still available for me to look at aubrey huff tweets last night or no i'm sorry it wasn't it wasn't last night i believe it was uh 
No, it was last night. Sorry about that. Aubrey Huff tweets last night. I mean, seriously, what the hell is going on? If you have time to march, protest, and riot, maybe it's time for something called a job. Mr. Huff tweeting this out on Sunday night after a weekend of protesting. Yeah, so this is obviously skewed by his political beliefs because I doubt he said the same thing during the inauguration where people are supposed to show up and and support the president. Um, That's just a really, really bad and stupid take. Uh, Most marches kind of happen. Yeah, and it's also funny how people love to get on Twitter and say, hey, stick to sports. I think athletes who have these kind of viewpoints should probably just, you know, stick to sports. Yeah, right, well, here's the thing. Just be at least be like if you're gonna, like if you're gonna have an opposing viewpoint, fine. I'm not gonna say like, hey, like ours is right, is yours is wrong. At least come like somewhat educated with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have deleted it had he really felt that way. It's also it's just it's alarming. It's it's really ignoring what the issue is and just saying I can't believe you guys are this outraged over something. Go get a job instead. I mean, come on, guy. Yeah. All right, Joe, why don't you read the next one? Because this one's for you. Yeah, from our boy John Heyman, at John Heyman, who works for FanRagSports.com. No such thing as bad bad publicity. Shout out, John Heyman. Right. Big Northwestern fan because he's an alum. They got ranked today for the first time in a bajillion years. They're going to go up to the NCAA tournament. All right, so that's the good news for John Heyman. The bad news is he made a bad tweet segment with this tweet. Here's a hint for all those tweeting on my timeline about pro wrestling. It's not real, guys. Joe, what do you think when you see a tweet like this? Does it ruin your day? Does it bring you back to when you were, like, six and you found out that, you know, like, Santa Claus was just some dude in a red suit? Like, how, how did you feel reading this? Uh, I laughed. Well, here's the thing, right? So people who tweet this, like, all you're doing is, like, you could ignore the wrestling on your timeline. Uh, all you're doing is saying, like, hey, I don't like this thing, so let me bash this thing. Instead of just being like, oh, you like that stuff? Cool. Um, it'd be like... I don't know what John Heyman tweets about uh, outside of baseball. Baseball. He only tweets about All right, baseball. Well, then good for him. But that, I mean, if like you, if somebody follows me and I do a lot of tweets about like stupid things like Marty Jannetty or Christina Ricci or whatever, and you're going to be like, oh, this is stupid. Why is Christina Ricci in my timeline all day? Well, then don't follow me. And then, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't complicated at all. Like, if you just want to bash stuff to bash stuff, I mean, okay. But, uh... There's, no, there's zero need for it. There, it doesn't. It's not going to make people that watch wrestling not watch it, or the other way around. And I don't understand why people could like dif- can't like different things without it being like a thing. It'd be like going like after like if you don't watch Game of Thrones or something, and all of a sudden you just randomly start tweeting how stupid Game of Thrones is, even though you don't watch it. Yeah, he actually followed that up today with. I hear from one of my baseball fans, which in itself sounds silly. I hear from one of my baseball fans that Randy Orton, quote unquote, won Mazel Tov to him. Come on, guy, you don't got to double down on making fun of wrestling people. And you know what? Like, someone might call me out on this because I'm sure years ago I was like, "Damn, people are really still into wrestling." But like, you've been on Twitter for years now. It's not like your first day, and you're that shocked that people are into wrestling. There's also something about the Royal Rumble that just like brings people back into wrestling that may not be fans of it because, I don't know, it's one of the more unique events in sports entertainment, whatever you want to clarify wrestling as. It it was just kind of crappy of him to to rain on people's parade who were clearly having a good time, or even if they weren't having a good time, they were discussing something that he wasn't a part of. Mm -hmm. You just, you you don't need to be that guy and do it. By the way, before I forget, you just mentioned her. Richie has a new show on Amazon. Have you seen it yet? 
Nope, but I was our friend Norm from uh, Rumble in the Garden tweeted me the very intriguing video package of Christina Ricci in that show. Ooh, what does that mean? She does full frontal nudity. No way. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Jerry. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamin's Hoops. I got to go watch the new Christina Ricci show right now. Uh, I, know, I didn't know. I didn't even know about the show. I thought she was still doing Lizzie Borden, but I guess not. And uh, yeah, Norm, Norm tweeted me that. And um, guess I'm going to have to get an Amazon account now. Yeah, I guess you are. That That's like a must. I'm kind of surprised you haven't yet. But sorry for taking us off the off the rails there a little bit. Joe, this is your time to shine. I brought up the bad tweet from John Heyman about Royal Rumble because obviously last night was the Rumble. Obviously, if you were on Twitter, you saw people were reacting to it. Obviously, you saw Samoa Joe did not come out. Joe, what, what were some of, some of your thoughts on Royal Rumble last night? I saw a lot of people really upset that Orton won because it, it seems that that means we're going to get a John Cena-Randy Orton main event. I, I saw a lot of people reacting to Roman Reigns being upset. What were your takeaways from the Rumble last night? All right, so all the matches outside the Rumble match itself were fantastic. All of them. Um, the Royal Rumble itself, it was really poorly booked. Um, there was only two surprise entrants, one of them being Roman Reigns reappearing, and then the other one being Ty Dillinger from NXT. That was it. Usually there's a good five or six. Um, the Orton, Randy Orton thing on its surface, yeah, it sucks, but the word on the mean streets of Twitter is, or the... Dave Meltzer, who's the only like actual journalist in wrestling, already reported before this that Orton was probably going to win, and Bray Wyatt was going to win at an Elimination Chamber, meaning it's not going to be John Cena versus Randy Orton. It means that it's going to be Bray Wyatt, the WWE Champion, versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Um, but the Royal Rumble match itself was horrible. I don't really care who wins, necessarily. I don't hate the Randy Orton thing. I just wish there was more surprises, and there really wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's one of the unique things about Royal Rumble is, you know, you get somebody from the 80s to come out, or you get a new guy to come out, or there's always, like, an attached gimmick to the Royal Rumble that makes it a little bit more fun than, you know, your your regular pay-per-view. You're waiting for surprises, and, I mean, I didn't watch it, so I can't say that there was or weren't surprises. I don't watch wrestling, as you guys know. But um, what what else did you kind of take away from that? I, I heard people were upset about Goldberg coming in, and he kind of threw Brock Lesnar out, like, immediately again. What's going on with that, Joe? Well, yeah, he beat him at Survivor Series in quick order, and now people right. are mad because he eliminated him quick in the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's just part of the storyline leading into WrestleMania, where Brock Lesnar will probably beat him. So I think people could chill. So uh, are they going to They're gonna have another rematch at WrestleMania then, Brock and Goldberg? Yeah, definitely. And Brock's probably going to go over that. They're not going to... Brock's under contract for a longer period of time than Goldberg, and Goldberg's also older and can't really move. So you're you're not going to continue to put him over. This was just to the way they booked it is to have all their monsters, the Undertaker, Goldberg, and Lesnar at near the end of the match, and it all set up the feuds. Goldberg eliminated Lesnar. Undertaker eliminated Goldberg. Roman Reigns eliminated the Undertaker. So Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker looks like the thing, and then it's going to be Goldberg and Lesnar. I, I think people, I mean, wrestling fans, as much as I like wrestling, wrestling fans just love to complain and moan and be about it. Yeah, that's the thing that always gets me with wrestling, too. And I, you know, refrained from commenting and calling people out or making fun of people. 
it just feels like people have been complaining about the same thing for 20 years now when it comes to wrestling and that, you know, the, the storylines seem unmotivated. It's overly predictable. The same guys keep getting pushed over. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I'm waiting for this awesome thing to happen and it never happens. Do you feel like that's true about where the WWE is right now or is that kind of overstated a little bit? No, I think that's fair. I think, man, people just want, like, immediate – Reaction. Gut feels. Are you are you okay? You're right, Uncle Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. I, I took my earbuds out to, to do that. Jared Jared just died. Um Yeah, man, people just like they just try to enjoy the show. Like not every show, every event could be like the greatest thing ever. You just gotta relax. I know people are disappointed in no Samoa Joe or no insert whatever guy they swear they care about. The funny thing about those guys is, outside of AJ Styles, um, almost every other guy they swear they love, when they debut, they cool down, and like wrestling fans stop. Like The the internet wrestling community that loves these smaller guys stops caring. But they'll just keep ignoring that. Like They'll be like, yeah, give me this guy and this guy and this guy, and I'll watch all the time. And then the WWE over the last two years have given, have given those guys the shot and the runs. And they still complain. Like, they literally gave everybody that those guys love the main attraction, but they'll focus on the one negative thing, which was, like, Roman Reigns or John Cena or whatever. Even though John Cena's lost, like, a bajillion times over the last two years. When he won last night and people were all upset about that, like, I don't know, man. He puts on good matches at this point. He's 9,000 years old. Chill. Yeah, I can understand that. And, like, what, what's the outrage with Samoa Joe? Is it expected that, like, he's going to just come in and all of a sudden be a main event guy? And well, that's, that's apparently, like, well, here's the deal, right? Like, I'm not a Samoa Joe guy. I call him Fat Joe because he's fat. And uh, he's also old, and he was never a huge draw anywhere. And people that, like, th- these are the same people, right? They're like, we love Samoa Joe, we love Samoa Joe. He was at TNA for 10 years, and nobody watched TNA. So how much did you actually love him? Right. That you're not watching this other show. And he's clearly not a good draw, or TNA would have drawn him better. Um, yeah, the idea was he was going to enter last night and win the Royal Rumble and headline WrestleMania, and that was kind of a joke because nobody outside like the internet, the diehard internet wrestling fans, knew who he was. And so they just thought for some reason that, yeah, Samoa Joe should enter at 30 and win the Royal Rumble and headline WrestleMania and be the biggest draw, try to be the biggest draw for the biggest money maker of the WWE, even though nobody knows who he is. Right, yeah, it's not too realistic, sounding. No, that'd be like the New York Yankees signing you and me and them touting us as the saviors of the team or whatever, even though, you know, nobody knows who we are. Like, nobody would even care. We couldn't even say how horrible we are. But the Relatively Speaking podcast fans would be on Twitter all day saying, where are Jared and Joe? Right. We got, we got to get these guys in at three and four for the World Series. I mean, Right. And they're like, oh, I mean, the shortstop, second baseman combo, double play all over the time. Like, I mean, we get it, but, right. you know. Yeah. Wrestling yeah, that, fans, that, stop being so bitter and stop complaining so much. Like, there's, all, there's alternatives now. Like, you could watch TNA, which you guys all, like, they all love the guys from TNA when they come over, but nobody actually watches TNA. Uh, there's ROH, there's New Japan Wrestling, there's uh, Lucha Underground. Go watch something. Stop complaining. Right, and I feel like that was kind of similar to, you know, the, the mid to late 90s, too, or I guess more towards the late 90s, with WCW guys coming over and WWF guys being like, oh, I can't wait for can't wait for Shane Helms to make his WWF debut. This guy's going to be awesome. But you didn't really watch him in WCW. You just know he's a name, he's a quantity. I feel like it's very similar now to then. 
And that that's kind of the thing that just gets me is the complaining constantly about it. You're watching entertainment. It's not like you're watching sports where you were born into this cult where you have to cheer for this team and they were good when you were five, so you're always going to be stuck with them. No, I'm not talking about the Knicks. I'm just talking in general. It's just weird to see all the complaining about it. It's entertainment, for God's sake. Right. Just don't watch if you hear it that much. Right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll stick with the idea of entertainment. And this kind of, I don't want to say it parallels wrestling because it doesn't, but it might be more about the names and more about the, the headlines and about what we'd actually see in terms of production or sport or entertainment. And that's that's the idea of Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather finally having a boxing match. I mean, we aren't any closer to it happening. Joe, why, why do you think that's the case? Why do you think that this isn't being pushed for more? Or do you think it's just not feasible at all and the idea that it's been thrown out is just kind of garbage? Um, I think the idea that I was thrown out is kind of garbage. Um, the reason it's not happening is I, um, I imagine they're going to have a hard time getting this fight sanctioned because one of the two of them aren't isn't an actual boxer. You can't just be like yeah. you can, it, like it'd be like me trying to get commissioned to fight Floyd Mayweather. Like it's really complicated. Um, I will. I know a lot of people are like I don't want to see it because it'd be a a, a poop show. But uh, I would pay sixty bucks to watch this. Right, and it, it's about names and it, it's headliners, so you know it is exciting, and I'm sure you get a lot of good promos leading up to it, so it would kind of feel like wrestling in a way. I just I don't understand why it would happen other than. You know what I'm saying, where it's just like the sensational thing where we're throwing two big name guys, you know, two guys who kind of play the, the good guy, bad guy roles pretty well. I don't know what McGregor is. I don't even know if he, he's considered a good guy, but I know UFC fans love him for the most part. And then you have Floyd Mayweather, who's probably, you know, the most accomplished boxer in the history of the sport, who, you know, is still undefeated and cannot be touched. If these guys were to fight, though, do you do you think it'd be an interesting fight? No, I think it'd be fun to watch, but I think it'd be pretty lot one sided. Yeah, and that, I'm imagining that's in Mayweather's side. Yeah, I mean, like really, like one dude's trained his whole life to be that guy in that sport, and he's one of the greatest of all time. And the other guy is an MMA fighter whose biggest knock is he's not a great box stand up fighter. So, great. yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually having this conversation with friends yesterday, and we were all realizing, you know, what did, what can Conor McGregor do in a ring with Floyd Mayweather if they're boxing? Like, it just, it wouldn't look too good for him. How could you make it more of an even fight? Like, could you make it a kickboxing fight? I mean, obviously, you can't make it a, an MMA fight and a lot of wrestling into it or, or jiu-jitsu or anything like that, because Floyd Mayweather has zero training in that. Why would you think he'd be able to hold his own? I just I, I don't know why why Mayweather would even do this or even entertain it. He makes more money boxing than he'd be able to make doing this. I mean, Conor McGregor wouldn't really be much of a fight for him. So maybe it's just a you know I beat up this guy who everybody thinks could beat me up and I could go out like that. Do you think Floyd Mayweather is going to fight again, whether it's McGregor or not, or do you think he's done fighting? Yeah, he'll fight again. I mean, he's a young dude and young enough dude and there's money to be made out there and listen fighters in general never retire until like they're forced so yeah i don't think he's close to retiring well floyd could be the exception to that and it seems like he might be the exception to that i mean he's not a guy who's had like his head bashed in for decades it's not like he's bernard hopkins who's gonna fight until you know he can't walk anymore he's a guy who who's tried to step away for like five years now and obviously keeps getting enticed by big money offers. I just, I, I wonder what he'll do. I could see him fighting again, but who, who would he fight if he fights again, Joe? Anybody you could think of? 
Are you at the circus? No, and I'm trying to get you to talk so I can get up and silence that ring. I'm actually <laughs> recording at, at my dad's house. He has a home phone. Who has home phones these days? Um, yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I think we should just listen to the music. Just wait it out. We're going to yeah. get a really, really yeah. embarrassing voicemail that comes up too, probably. Oh, that'd be tremendous. Let's do it. Maybe they hung up in time. Oh, what, it was probably telemarketers. Does your dad not have a cellular telephone? He has a cellular telephone as well. You Man. you know older people. Older people are like, yeah, I need to have a house phone. It's important. Like, for what? So you can spend $30. Right, so you can spend $30 on nothing. When your electricity goes out, there it is. Oh, right, no Joe. busy signal. I forget your question now. Be, be right back. Who's Floyd Mayweather going to fight next? That's my question. Okay. So Jared's got him to talk about Floyd Mayweather. Who Money Mayweather's fighting next? It's Marty Gennetti, clearly. Oh, come on. Oh, I thought you were gone. I thought no, I was this- the thing, the thing stopped. I'm listening. You can't, you can't skate away with your Marty Janetti garbage. Uh, I don't, listen, I can't name five boxers. <laughs> so I mean, like, what do you want me to say? Uh, some guy that has a really good record but hasn't fought anybody. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I can't see him fighting Pacquiao again. It would be just another boring fight. I mean, that's the thing too about Floyd Mayweather. And if you consider him fighting McGregor, how exciting of a fight would it be? Floyd Mayweather is not the type of guy who's trying to knock somebody out. He's playing, you know, prevent defense or whatever through a fight and not getting himself knocked out while landing, you know, his his punches with accuracy. It's funny, too, though. I mean, you get people who aren't boxing fans that tune into a Mayweather fight like they did the Pacquiao fight. And they're like, what a waste of money. I can't believe how boring it was. And it's like, well, if you've ever watched the guy fight before, you know this is what you should have expected. Yeah, 100, 1 bazillion percent with you. Thanks for agreeing. All right, Joe, let's end the show with some absurd questions. Absurd questions. All right, I suppose that, that I guy, that 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 segment music guy was clearly hurting. Yeah, it's not Seal anymore. So uh, Seal does everything else. He he left this one for you. All right, Joe. So I I told you before we started recording that me being so sick, I couldn't even think up an absurd question. So mine was a little bit on the fly. I pulled a Joe this week. I was inspired by our opening conversation that it made me think. If you could make one thing free for everyone in this country, what would it be? Wait, say that again? If you could make one thing free for everybody in this country, what would it be? Uh, freedom. All right, cool. So everybody gets free freedom. I meant, you know, like like McDonald's or like college or – Well, I thought, I thought my answer was kind of topical because, you know, not yeah, everybody's yeah, getting freedom. Yeah. Um. If we're going to go the more materialistic thing, I will go with hmm, Xbox Ones. Xbox Ones? You'd want everybody to have an Xbox One? Sure, sure. What if, what if they tried to stretch it to like a PS4? Would they be shut down or would you allow them to have that as well? I'd allow it. Their preference of major gaming console. Gaming console. Interesting. That, that's a good one. What is I your suppose. answer? Uh, I didn't have one. Um, I like to think health insurance, so. Oh, oh! So you bash my topical one, but you're gonna go your topical one. Well, I'm sick, so it's relevant to me right now. I'm oh, sick. sorry, sorry. My super topical one wasn't as cool as your super topical one. What's your super topical one? You freedom? freedom. Do people, people, Americans aren't allowed in the country. I know, but like you can't buy that. So I'm saying like things that you have to buy. Fine. Health insurance. Something you have to buy. You already answered. You want you want Xboxes. You can't use the same answer as me after you already answered. Make it Amazon Prime so Joe could watch Christina Ricci naked. Oh yeah. There you go. That's, hey, that's, now. that's my answer for you. Alright. Let me give you my absurd question. Let's get it, Joe. 
If you could only drink one of the following for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Power rank them as well. These are three choices. Okay. Coca-Cola Classic. Coca-Cola Classic. Okay. Blue Moon, the beer. All right. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. Oh, man, that's... water and, like, all kind of stuff you probably like to drink. I tried to pick three things I didn't think you'd necessarily like to drink. Right, that's fair, because I am solely a water drinker. I mean, I really try not to drink much. So, one more time, what, what was the country? What was the country? What was the question? <laughs> the United States of Coca-Cola. All right. No, no, no. What was the question? I have the oh, answers. Okay. What, I want you to power the rank these drinks in order okay. of, like, because you could only pick one. So, you could power rank them, but, like, this one's top, this one's the second choice, and this is the third. So it's cock. Um, Wait, but drink cock. <laughs> Whoa! That's what you said. I, drink. No, I was. I was. I. I coughed in the middle of my. My. Sure. Coca-Cola I, rant. It's. It's drink one for the rest of your life is what you said, right? Yeah. Okay, I got that. All right. So I'm gonna start from the bottom. Number three is gonna be Coca-Cola Classic. All right. Oh, it's listen. It's delicious. All right. It's delicious. It's also poison. Soda's like the worst. I do not drink soda. Soda's terrible for you. PSA, children, don't drink soda. It might taste good. It is awful for you. Don't do it. Like yep. everything else in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like I was saying, I'm really boring, so this is a good question for me. I drink water, like, by the boatload. I just drink water all day long. So I guess, here, here's a question. What constitutes hot chocolate? Is it made with milk or is it made with water? See, now, that's a, that is a good question to ask because with milk, it's tremendous. With water, if you add enough marshmallows, it's okay. So I'll let you pick which one you prefer to help you make your decision. Okay, because, I mean, I'm looking at this from, like, purely a health standpoint. So oh, you want the water. So I want the water. So then I'm going to put Blue Moon second. I drink a fair amount of Blue Moon. I do enjoy Blue Moon. It's probably one of my more enjoyable beers. I like wheat beers. Blue Moon's a good beer. Um, so Coca-Cola's third, Blue Moon is second, and watered hot chocolate is first. And to survive, I'd probably just really uh, – you know, out-rationing the water to the mixed proportion. So it's mainly like I'm just drinking water with a little chocolate taste to it. That's not bad. That's not bad. For me, um, Coca-Cola Classic would be one. Uh, I real, I'm drinking a Coca-Cola Classic as we speak. Out of a can. How many How many sodas do you drink on a daily basis? How many cans of Coke do you drink? Less, less than one. Okay. I, What's your... I, I, I go, I spoil myself. I probably drink one soda can of Coca-Cola Classic like every six or seven days. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't, I, I know it's really bad for me, so I don't drink a lot of soda. I primarily drink coffee. I know that's horrible. And uh, water or iced tea. What is your stance on soda for your children? They don't, they're not allowed, but uh, they've never had it, so they never thought about it. They only drink water. Your kids have never had soda. Oh my gosh! Good for you, Joe. Well, yeah, well, here's the deal. My like, it's it's really bad for you. Like, I spoil myself the once a week can. I'm drinking it now. I won't drink another can of soda for a week. Um, I do drink an unhealthy amount of coffee, but in our house, water is the primary <coughs> source of fluid. Um, and it, like, if if we're like having some, like, if we're ordering food or um, there's like a special movie, we're in a movie night. They get to have like a juice box. Nice. Nice. But, like, we, we try to be healthy here, so... Good stuff. Good for you guys. What What is your, your source of water? Do you guys have we a Brita have, bottled? We have, we have the, the Brita, like, the the um, the container. Like, you have to... It goes through the faucet first, then it goes into the thing, and then the Brita thing filters it out. It's not connected to the faucet, though. It's, like, in the... I don't know, like, the thing that holds the water. 
Yeah, 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 me too. I don't know what it's called, though. What is that it's, called? I don't know. It's a pitcher. Yeah, pitcher. pitcher. There you go. Thank you. I, I couldn't think filter. of the word. I'm looking at I'm staring at it right now because I, I, it's on my kitchen counter, and I go, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> that is a pitcher, my friend. You're learning, you're learning something new. All right, so Coca-Cola Classic is one for you. Oh, yeah, then, uh, then hot chocolate. And uh, I haven't milk, drank milk hot chocolate or water hot chocolate. See, that's can I do both? Because they come, sure. yeah, because I do need the water. Um, but the milk one or the milk one's far superior. And uh, I haven't drank a beer in nine months. So God bless you, buddy. God bless Blue Moon. At the I end. called you buddy because I want to. Call I you am brother. your buddy. I'm your brother your and buddy. your buddy. I called yeah. you buddy. I'm your buddy. You are my buddy. My little buddy. Good. Good things, man. Good things. All right. Well, I feel like that's all we have today. Did a million because... people show up at the Juggalo March? Oh, man. Yeah. We didn't get an update on that. Did that happen this weekend? Uh, I don't know. What was it called? The Juggalo March? I mean, I'm sure if you Google that, that would be sufficient. I don't think you need a an official title name. But, um, yeah, I guess we should probably hang up, and you could Google that, and I'll Google <laughs> Christina Ricci. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think it happened yet. It hasn't happened. When it when is it scheduled for? I, I just see I keep just seeing insane clown posse to March. Uh nothing about them actually having marched. Yeah, so it's probably not gonna happen. It was probably a pipe dream. Right. Well I mean like are there even a million juggalos in the world? Or in America? I, because now the world doesn't count because they can't come over. Right. Yeah, there's no way that they're letting juggalos into this country. No. I mean they probably, they if, probably they're not, if they're not letting people from, from countries that have zero terrorist attacks on our soil. They're not going to let Juggalos over. Yeah, but Juggalos are probably white. So, all right, guys. Thank you so Go! much for listening. Politics. You know my name. You could follow me on Twitter at Hoops. Joseph, tell the good people where they could follow you. FanRagSports.com. On Twitter, at Joseph Nardone. N-A-R-D-O-N-A. Have a great week, guys. Resist. <laughs>